Yeah, like, I'm, like I'm making a check. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I have to, I have to show up every day. I have to show up every day. You know, that's just the way. That's just my brand. I got to show up and do things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, like, get, you know, making mistakes, getting frustrated, like trying to figure myself out and stuff like that, and and like you know, trying to really get a hold of what it means to be a teacher, but not only what like the definition of a teacher is, but what it is beyond that. Is probably one of the most like eye-opening experiences I've ever had in my life, yo. And I can't, you know, I wouldn't change it for anything. I'm glad that I was dropped in the deep end. I'm glad that I took my uh, took my lashings and stuff like that because it really taught me what it meant to be good, you know. Like, you know what they say, you know what I mean? In order to be a master, you gotta risk looking like a fool. You know what I mean? And that is like 100% the honest truth. I lived, <laughs> I lived that like in real life, yo. Hey everybody, this is Issa Cosette, and you are listening to Issa's Way, your favorite podcast that you didn't know existed, you didn't know you needed, but we are so glad you're here, and this week we have another wonderful guest, Mr. Kelson Santos. Yeah, I want to I wanna thank you for, for having me on the show, I'm glad I came up here to kind of like, you know, compartir contigo. You thank know, you, we you, are talking you. about how much you think I'm an inspiration, but mm-hmm. I see you in doing your thing, and I wanted to be able for others to learn about your story and how you are inspiring many people not only for you and your community but now your new home i'm in texas you know through through one through one i i think i was lucky because i left right before hurricane maria hit Mm. i was a late hire as a matter of fact i came in september 3rd i think the semester i started two weeks prior and uh they hired me and everything and like you know i fell in the space where i fell and it was it was you know I think if I would have stayed, I could have gotten something popping. You know what I mean? Mm. But I know Hurricane Maria, you know, thank goodness I wasn't, you know, had to experience that. But a lot of people did have to experience that. And I know that it put put the brakes on a lot of things that were happening. So I feel like, you know, my decision to leave, you know, was a blessing in disguise. But at the same time, I was able to kind of like understand the the chaos from a distance. You mm-hmm. know, my parents were here and stuff like that. And so that's where like my journey begins, you know, having to experience that while I'm all the way in Texas and stuff like that. Me and other fellow teachers but i believe that the most important thing that i've learned so far is being able to understand the difference between being a teacher and being a human being what's and that difference like i think and i'm not trying to get all ethereal <laughs> and like philosophical and stuff like that but you know uh, a teacher a teacher would just would be a person this is the way i look at it right mm-hmm. a teacher just a person that shows up gives the material and disappears you know what mm-hmm. i mean like you know collects a check whatever you know what i'm saying i'm out and then i'm out in cancun chilling and stuff like that those who can afford it those who, exactly <laughs> those who, who those who can't afford it correct but i think you know the humanizing aspect of being a teacher is found in relationship building mm-hmm. if you know how to build relationships appropriately you can communicate with somebody and i think that a lot of us and as ironic as it sounds, like a lot of us, you know, with all this accessibility that we have to each other, we get lost in our ability to actually kind of like communicate with each other, have meaningful communication with each other and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so um, teaching has taught me that building meaningful relationships will produce uh, successful student outcomes. That's one of yeah. the most important things. It makes it comes a lot easier, easier. You know what I mean? It comes a lot easier. Like when I'm trying to force a relationship with somebody or trying to force like this kind of like this dynamic with somebody, it's just it's gonna end up in smoke all the time. But mm-hmm. you know, me having the experience in high school in Tyler and stuff like that and, and teaching particular particularly English language learners, 
has led me to understand the dynamics and the nuances of relationship building with people who are younger than me and who need my help because you know you, you never know what a kid is going through you never know what the situation is that they have at home and stuff like that what they're bringing into the class every yeah. single day and what it means to them to have somebody there to kind of like you know mm-hmm. uh, speak to and and kind of like you know just let loose with because you know what <laughs> another thing that's another thing that I learned like I mean, the most teachable moments mm-hmm. are those moments where you don't teach at all yeah. you know what I mean it's those moments when you just sit down and just listen to somebody yeah. that's it straight up yo and you just and once they kind of like just let that all out and stuff like that and you begin to understand the way they think they feel good because yeah. someone under, has taken the time to understand the way they're they think, listening like, yeah, to they're them they're listening and stuff like that and we don't do that because we're so caught up and there's always a distraction and our cell phone's buzzing and this and that you know what I mean and we have to do this and here's another email here's another meeting that could have been an email and stuff like that yeah. and whatever you know and we don't get we don't have enough time to like push that infrastructure aside and actually talk to the kids and like see what's up with them you know so what, what are some ways that you found work that helps you connect with your children you know one of the ways and this and this helped particularly with my boys is teaching them and I know this is taboo but stay with me right? <laughs> especially this day and age I'm like, teaching them how to be a man okay you know what I mean no Just, but that's valuable to be in a school setting and have a man especially like a black man uh, teaching them how to absolutely. be a man because we don't know if these men have or these students have their father figures or yeah, like you absolutely. know and especially with the roles and things that are seen on social media, it's mm-hmm. not how to tie a tie. It's not how to be a gentleman. It's yeah. about being rude. It's about getting likes. Yeah. It's being yeah. cloud chasers. You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so people get, get tied up in what it means to be somebody that's responsible and somebody that's, you know, that's always aiming upwards. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so we have these kids that are constantly vying for influence and constantly vying for a mentor and they don't even know like i spoke with my dad the other day and he was talking to me man back when i was in ps1 whatever back in queens you know what i'm saying back in the cocaine 80s and stuff Mm. like that i wish i would have had a mentor Mm. you know what i mean but um yeah and these kids and that's basically what a lot of these kids need is particularly our boys right and me being uh you know an afro-latino you know teacher educator and stuff like that they were able to look at look up to me a lot easier than they would somebody yeah. who, who, who who isn't and so i never had this one boy and this one boy like he he would come up to me and he talked to me about his situation like i you know mm-hmm. was totally unsolicited like right. i was just like chilling you know putting in my gra- putting in my grades and stuff like that i'm like oh what's going on you know what i mean it's like oh man you know i think girlfriend pregnant you know what i mean Mm. stuff like that i don't know what to do i don't know whatever i just want to disappear or whatever and stuff like that and i you know i grabbed him by the arm you know what i'm saying and i told him look if you're if you're if you're if you could make it you know what i'm saying you could raise it dude yeah you know what i mean and that's that's a general statement but we started speaking about life and what it meant to be responsible what it meant to be and we had like an hour an hour and a half conversation about that and him you know and his treatment towards uh and how he wants to, he has to treat his uh girlfriend because he really didn't know you know mm-hmm. what I mean? he really didn't know what to do mm-hmm. he, he comes he comes from a single parent home and it was tough for him his mom was always working and stuff like, like goes that goes back to what they're being yeah. taught you know how to have sex but you don't know how to be a man exactly and these kids these kids are sexually active you know what I mean? whether you yeah. like it or not these kids are you know out there they're doing their thing and stuff like that and so yeah and that's like one of the one of the main points of that of relationship building that i've found have been very u- useful and have you know kind of like 
shown its fruits yeah. you know and it's because a lot of these boys are kind of lost and are looking towards these negative mentors i wouldn't call it a mentor you know these negative influences to kind of like guide them through life because yeah. they're confused you know, or people confused. just do things to be accepted i Absolutely. also was thinking like Absolutely. Right, right. um we do a lot of things for our society and later we make our changes but if we could realize that at a young age and i think yeah. if our students and you know peers were able to realize like you don't have to follow the crowd you can Absolutely. embrace who you are and still be great Absolutely. and i think that's the beauty i think also there's like the good and bad in social media right. of a lot of youth and a lot of people are creating their businesses and right. doing artistic things or writing and expressing themselves in different ways and they're getting exposure that people took years to come and yeah. so it's a journey you know yeah. and it's great to have those mentors because remember for me i had mentors in a okay emotional right. and standpoint to help me encourage me throughout right. my education but if i would have had maybe a poetry mentor or mm. someone who would have made me realize like there's more to life that's right mm-hmm. right right I, I absolutely i mean this like it, it always always reminds me of the situation right i i sat down with this girl once and she was very nice very sweet you know what i mean and she was very creatively inclined and we talk about what she would wrote and stuff like that and she was like man i want to i want to like i want to release this to the public you know i want to put it together but i saw you did it but i i want you i want to do it too mm-hmm. and she she man her poetry was so good man it was just maybe i don't know if i'm exaggerating but she her poetry was great my my constant advice is go ahead do it do mm-hmm. it just do it because again just like we were saying in the beginning damned if you do and damned if you don't right. you know what i mean and so and and besides that another problem is that there's not enough people telling you like hey do it you yeah. know what i mean go ahead and do it and if you make a mistake do it's again. okay yeah. you know what i mean because that's what life is there's no better teacher than experience itself just yeah. like me jumping in and teaching and stuff like that like i wouldn't have known and i wouldn't be able to make a check and you know and, and do things for my family and stuff like that if i would have just like dive head first you know what i mean and just did it and that's like a really big thing you know and going back to the boys and stuff like, like i remember like my boys were like Oh, you know, like uh, they, they, you didn't know how to do a decent push-up, and I know it sounds like, it sounds like the uh, like the the perennial ma- macho thing, but like once he started doing it, like he started doing, he's like he started showing me his videos of like waking up at six a.m. in the morning wow. and doing thirty push-ups and stuff, and be like, oh, Mr. Santos, look at this, I did it, and he come and show me and stuff like that, and at the end of the day, he do it, and those little things, as trivial as they may seem, that little structure that you add to somebody's life because they decide to take a little bit of responsibility makes them feel good, mm-hmm. and I believe that a lot of the psychosis that we're facing of you know depression anxieties and stuff that we're facing is because we have too much Mm. on our plates there's too much freedom given to us too Mm. many options you know what i mean and we have no idea what we want to do so we don't do absolutely anything oh yeah you know what i mean yeah and so we have and and the best advice i could give to somebody that doesn't know is just just my life I'm just, I'm just over here like I was like I'm just, just, just talking to myself mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'm saying but I'm saying like you're doing something though you know you I can't know, say you're not I you know, know. And, and, and I know you're hard on yourself you know what I'm saying and I think it's the black thing for us to be yeah. like constantly like hey I'm not doing enough you know yeah. what I mean like but but just to pick one thing and just do it you yeah. know what i mean and and once they start doing it and they feel good about doing it and they receive that recognition for doing it whether it be uh like constructive criticism or like really positive feedback it's great and like and it really helps them and it just really makes a difference to like their lives and not only their lives to their family's lives and stuff like that and they you know you you could see that they can kind of like they kind of like they appreciate it and they not only appreciate it but they know that they, they, they feel good about doing something good you know yeah. what i mean mm-hmm. and that's like 
I don't see what else you could do. Like you can make millions of dollars. You can make two million dollars and stuff like that. You could sell everybody an iPhone or whatever. You can have one hundred thousand followers, but if you ain't getting that feeling, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just yeah. think that's what it is. Yeah. How do you encourage teachers or second language learner teachers to connect or continue to move forward in this journey, in this path? I would say one of the most important things, and this is something that I have to work on myself, is like, you know, using the language to con- to communicate with them. Mm. But you always have to have, and this is something that I had trouble, and I think coming from Puerto Rico uh, and being in the environment where, you know, Spanish and English is, are both heavily used, like I can switch between both of them. But you have to be able to use the language as a means of connecting with the student. Mm-hmm. And then you have to use use the language as a means of, of connecting with the student's goals you know what i mean like if you have if you have a student and you want to connect with them and stuff like that you know he speaks where i'm from the majority just speak spanish the majority okay. of my kids are either um either either mexican central american mm-hmm. or from south america mm-hmm. and so a lot of them speak spanish and i'm able to connect them with spanish but at the same time you have to understand very 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 you have to have a very close understanding that being culturally responsive is key. Now, you don't want to overdo it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You want to come in the class like trying to act like somebody that you're not. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But the fact that you give curiosity to what they like to do, you just you demonstrate curiosity. You demonstrate um, kind of like a, a willingness to learn from them and what they do in their houses and stuff like that and what they do in their cultures and their customs and stuff like that is enough to hook them in and start speaking with them. Mm-hmm. Like if you took a certain amount of time daily to kind of like talk to them see what they like see what they like to do and stuff like that see what they don't like you know what i mean trying to like get that feel get that feel for them it will pay dividends in the future but you have to take the time first you know what i mean if you don't take the time you don't take that time it's you're not going to get anywhere Mm -hmm. and that's in in my experience like taking that time to like to get to know them keeping them like in the room after school and stuff like that you know having them chill and stuff like playing cards with them you know what i mean Mm -hmm. playing cards with them playing dominoes with them um like i didn't know half my kids loved chess till i started playing chess in my class you know what i mean my kids like like I, i i had like a little you know hobby for chess and stuff like that but then like one of the teachers left the chess board in my room and i was like hey you know you play chess and i played chess and and i brought busted down like oh we don't know how to play but we want to learn you know what i mean yeah and like and they Just start desire. yeah and you start and you teach them and stuff and then like once you're locked in competition with them uh-huh. they love it yo they just they just love it and and that you're loving with them and if they beat you man you won't hear the end of it you will not hear the end of it but it's okay because they're happy in the room and you give them a good feeling for being there you know what I mean but you gotta be like yo I'm I'm coming for you next time you know what I mean always bring that A game yeah you bring the A game and they don't feel like less or more than you they feel like okay he's there he's right there with me but you always keep your identity as a teacher as an educator you know what Mm. I mean because a lot of teachers come into the game thinking, oh, I'm going to be the cool teacher. I'm going to mm. be friends with everybody and stuff like that. And that is a one-way ticket to chaos. You okay. know what I mean? Because these te- these kids, they already have friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? They already have friends and they have to find a way to make friends. You know, so that's just a ser- social learning skill that they have to learn. You have to be their mentor. Mm. You have to be their teacher, their educator. You know what I mean? And you have to be that, that person, that body to kind of like show them the way when they don't know which way to go mm-hmm. you know and but if they look at you as a friend then they're gonna be like oh what does this guy know you know what i mean you try to love you tell him look the beginning i'm your educator i'm your teacher if you need anything from me i'll help you to the most capacity to my highest capacity and then 
from that point forward, you start to build a relationship because you have to establish yourself first because you are a leader of 30 kids at a time, 25 kids at a time every yeah. period. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, that's one thing, <laughs> and that's one thing that I learned the hard way in the beginning of uh, my first year. But then it just like slowly kind of like came together. And I read some literature on it and stuff like that. And it, and, and, and it really kind of like it put itself together for me. And like that's what I feel is the best way to kind of like develop a relationship and to sum it up real quick uh you postulate yourself and you make sure your identity is known as the teacher educator leader of the room and you don't see them as subordinates or anything like that but you see them as people who are just here to learn that's right. it you keep it simple you you um you add through subtraction yeah and you're good to go and that's the way i think is the best way to build a relationship and particularly with the Yale student coming in contact with their with their uh, culture having meaningful real conversations with them based off genuine curiosity mm-hmm. and just you know just like you connect with any kid but understanding that there is the large issue of language and the issues that language bring you know the issues of not knowing the language brings like if i don't have you know if i don't know a language you know i can't access a whole bunch of things mm-hmm. you know what i mean and that's like and that's one thing that's always surprised me and impressed me first and foremost of Willie, Ron, yourself, you know what I'm saying? You guys being African-American, coming to Puerto Rico, adapting the language and just speaking it like, you know, like whatever, mm-hmm. like it's whatever. That's like this, that's a beautiful thing. And that, but believe it or not, that's the thing that takes a lot of courage. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of trial and error and a lot of my students, uh, a lot of students in general are very afraid to kind of like expose themselves and put themselves um, out there in front of their peers. Mm-hmm. And so you have to provide that comfortable space first by building that relationship and then just by letting them do their thing because at the end of the day, they're going to do it. Yo. Yeah, they're that's true. It. I know you're about to do your thing. You have a poem you're going to share with us today, Rilla. Okay, I'm going to share a poem called Sweep. Okay. okay. Um, should I just give it the backstory to it or should I just start reading? After. After? Okay. So it goes like this. It goes, sweep for the dust, sweep in edges and corners, sweep for picking up and throwing away. Those sweeps used to mess with my sleep. A month and a half later, I hear nothing but poetry waking me up from guiltless dreams. Her ability of loving what's hers held me together better than a foot of titanium, six bolts, and 26 stitches could. I nearly broke your heart. Luckily, I broke my bones instead. And between ambulances and trauma centers, you still find, fi- you still find time to sweep. Always keeping the corners and edges clean, tossing all the dust in the plastic grocery bag, not a speck spared to the wind. She called me today, and we talked about my brother and me. Then I asked her to tell me how she's doing. We talked about my brother and me. So, mi querida, cuéntame, ¿cómo estás? Bien, mijo, ya tú sabes, aquí en la lucha. Sweep, 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 power. That's it. There you go. Backstory. Okay, so, um, 2014, had a car accident, right? Mm-hmm. It was pretty bad. Broke my arm, leg, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? And then it, it reduced me to uh, my bed for like a month, mm-hmm. a month and a half. I couldn't do anything by myself. And my room, the room I was staying in, just so happened to be like, here was my room. My room was like here, was like uh, here. And then across, like on the other side of the wall was the laundry, right? Mm-hmm. And so my mom had this habit of waking up in the morning. She wakes up very early in the morning to like you know do her thing in the house she loved taking care of the house you know she has a beautiful garden and stuff like that and she'd go down and she'd sweep you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying this lady had a like a knack of sweeping hard as hell you know what i mean like you hear that stuff you know what i'm saying and just like and since i used to have to take tramadol to go to sleep for the pain and stuff like that and 
like those sweeps and her like dealing and dealing in the laundry and stuff like that would wake me up but it would make me up out of like kind of like a stupor and i would just like mm-hmm. be kind of like angry i'm like oh my god why is she like dealing doing stuff at six o'clock in the morning i'm just trying mm-hmm. to sleep you know my, my leg is broken you know what i mean and i just have to deal with that pain but slowly as like the that like kind of like continued throughout that month during that throughout that time that i was home i started realizing the import like how beautiful it was and how great that i had my mother there to take care of me all the time mm. and not only take care of me but she took care of the environment that i was in you know what i mean through sweeping and stuff like that and she made sure that everything was absolutely clean the i think like in a larger scope of things the laundry and just like you know being at home and stuff like that was just you know and the accident offered me an ability to reconnect with my parents in a yeah. way that like they hadn't connected with me before because you know you're off in college and stuff like that you're not taking care of your kid anymore and then you Mm -hmm. come back and my mom's like taking care of me and and she's like rebuilding me again just like she did once when i was a child you Mm. know what i mean and just like the sweeps are kind of like representative of her effort and her love to kind of like not only clean but take care of an environment while my the environment that i was in or like mentally was kind of like shifting and breaking under my feet Mm. and so that's why like I end the I end the po- the the poem with three sweeps and power mm-hmm. because the power like kind of like represents that power that that gives me mm-hmm. of that kind of like that maternal love and that presence and just like just being there for me and taking care of me and just like doing what is in, doing what technology and science and medical and medical technology and all this stuff couldn't do you yeah. know what I mean because I have like six screws and a whole bunch of pieces of my stuff but nothing healed me more than my mother yeah. you know what I mean her being there and her taking care of me and stuff like that and so it's a debt that I can never repay and that's what that poem's about shout out to your mom yeah shout out to mama shout out to mom to shout out to <laughs> yeah no doubt yo no the doubt the educators who yeah. sweep us back into ourselves absolutely you know? absolutely and, I, and, I, and that's like like we're constantly and I think you know you're right and it, it kind of like ties into like you know being an educator and the magistrate and stuff like that because you constantly have to build an environment on a daily basis. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The kids are going to wake up and they're going to come in there and they're going to be mad and stuff like they're that. They're going to make a mess. Yeah, they're going to make, make a mess. mess. You're going right? to make mistakes. Like, yeah, you're going to make mistakes. But as time goes on, kids will begin to, if you are righteous in what you do, mm-hmm. the kids will begin to kind of like appreciate what who you are as yeah. a teacher. And not only appreciate who you are, but what you have to give. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I think that, that that's the way you can tie it. I mean, you know, you know, teachers are just, you know, one of the worst things I hear and one of the funny things I hear is like when I ask a person, when I tell a person I'm a teacher, yeah. their response is either, is not either, but it's always, um, oh, I don't have enough patience for kids and stuff like that. I'm just like, how can you not have enough patience for kids? You yeah. know what I mean? Like kids, you know, you got to give like everything we do is to give it to them you know what i mean and if you don't have you know whether it doesn't matter what you're working in you know what i mean you have to have some measure of patience for the children because the children are people that are going to come up and take our place you know what i mean and future yeah absolutely and so like you have to have you have to learn to have patience with yourself you don't have patience with kids you don't have patience with yourself because this is something that you have to work on constantly you have to build you have to destroy. You have to rebuild. Just like muscle, you know, the metaphors, stuff like that. You have to constantly 
destroy, rebuild, destroy, rebuild. You have to wipe everything out one day mm -hmm. and come completely new the next. But you have to have the courage to do that. Come back. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because people are like, oh man, I had a string of bad lessons. I had a string of bad days. Man, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tap out. I'm not gonna do anything. This kid is acting crazy and stuff like that. And there's a lot of teachers like, well, here are some fixes that you can do. You know what I'm saying? Right? No, those things don't work. You know right. what I mean? You have, you need to be there constantly every single day and you have to watch yourself very closely mm. and that's one of the things that we don't do because we automatically want to go to kids and be like that kid's a problem this class is a problem you know what i mean yeah and the last person we go to is ourself mm. but usually in every situation in the world i have a philosophy that you got to blame yourself for everything you know what i mean mm. because you always have the agency to be able to pick yourself out of any situation you know what i mean no matter how hard it comes well, how hard it is you know and just ask the person who doesn't have any legs but it's powerlifting 250 pounds you know mm. what i mean it's like wow you know and so you have these you have these kids and stuff like that and you got to look at them as artif <laughs> artifacts you have to look at them <laughs> as as people who are growing right. who are maturing who right. still are not emotionally mature still trying to understand themselves because i taught in college for three years and those kids were excellent you yeah. know what i mean like they just sit down they just wait you know some of them come in sleeping whatever you mm -hmm. know what i mean cool but it's because they've already been conditioned by the system and exactly. they're adults and stuff like that you know what i mean and so they you know they're conditioned like whatever you know but these kids are still emotionally raw you yeah. know what i'm saying there's a lot of there's a lot of raw energy there you know what i'm saying like there's the solar the solar panel is there but it's like the electricity's not the energy's not going anywhere mm -hmm. you gotta have the personality and the presence to deal with these kids especially english language learner kids because they're they have language against them culture against them and everything like that so they're very como decimos en español arisco they're like very defensive and right. stuff like that but you gotta let them know like hey look this is a safe space right you know exactly what I'm saying? and i know that you, I know you're going to be angry. I know you're going to be frustrated and stuff like that. But it's okay to be that in here because I understand that that's what's going to happen to you. I'm ahead of the game. Yeah. I'm two steps ahead of where you're going to be at. And so you give that to people. You give that patience to people. And you give that encouragement and recognition to these kids and stuff like that. And to your coworkers as well. And to those new teachers. And you start building a community of trust and of progress. You know what so, I mean? Of just moving forward. How are we on your way? Um, this journey. How am I on my way on this journey? I would say that I'm just I'm it's it's a it's a process of constantly reassessing myself, just like I mentioned earlier. Because one of the most courageous things that I've done and has done and I think it's really it's really it seems minuscule and stuff like that, but one of the most courageous things I've done is kind of like destroy who I was yesterday mm. in favor of a better tomorrow. And a lot of people got to put that in practice. And I'm still trying to, like, do it to the best of my ability, trying to, like, figure out ways that I can become a better person and utterly just destroying or killing who I was. Right. You know, it's like, it's like, and here's another controversial guy. It's kind of like Kanye West. You know what I mean? Your favorite. I, oh, man. Your well, favorite. <laughs> we in the house, yo. And, like, you know, he has this song called I Thought About Killing You. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And he just it's just a monologue. The beginning of the song is just a monologue about him, like, killing himself and kind of, like, even though he loves himself and stuff. But, And I think that's something that we have to apply to ourselves, especially as teachers, because we come in and we, like, have this formula and we are in love with this formula and we have this plan and stuff like that. But the thing about plans is, is that plans can always change. Mm. You know what I mean? But we're not really willing to look to to take that into consideration so what i propose is we look at the word plan and we switch the word for system 
Okay. Because systems change. Systems are adapt can can uh can adapt. And what we want to do is be able to not let the days go on go on by just you know trickling away and not paying attention to them. We want to look at these days and find a way where we can kind of like solidify what we do. You know, solidify the system and make that system um, anti fragile. Mm-hmm. And make that system the type of system that can kind of like handle any situation that throws at it. And we don't do that because we come in and we think that, okay, this plan doesn't work. And I'm going to try to force it again. Mm-hmm. But you, you got to look. Yeah, you, you got to look mold. at the plan. Mm-hmm. And you got to gotta detach yourself and stop taking things so personally from these kids. And just look at this plan and be like, hmm, what did I do wrong today? Because at the end of the day, you're the teacher, you're the leader, you're the focal point of the class. And whatever happens is your responsibility. Whatever happens... Whatever outcomes there are, it's your responsibilities. Now, of course, the kid is, you know, is is an autonomous being. But at the end of the day, the environment that you build is on you. So technically, as a teacher, you're a world builder. You have to understand that responsibility. But do not be afraid to make mistakes ever. Ever. And mistakes are the spice of life, ladies and gentlemen. Like we like it was the school system itself that taught us that mistakes suck. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But in reality, mistakes are the spice of life. And if we're doing things righteously, if we're doing things righteously and we make a mistake, that's okay. Yeah. That's a learning moment. Learning, exactly. And we got to put more value in the learning moments than the winning moments. You yep. know what I mean? Oh, I it's won. all a part of that's the journey. Great. You know what I mean? But it's just like, if I learn something, those things stick. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Those things stick. Because once you win, you got to go and win again. You know yep. what I mean? I ask LeBron James. I ask Michael <laughs> Jordan. You know what I mean? I ask Kobe. Like, that's the same thing. But, you know... Kobe started switching up his game once he started getting older. You know what I mean? He started, yeah. you know, posting up a little bit more than driving to the rim and dunking it on everybody. You know what I mean? And it's through those mistakes and those injuries that we go through, those mental injuries and those mental mistakes that we go through where we become uh, better teachers and better people overall. But we cannot, we cannot feel like making a mistake is wrong. Make mistakes. Talk to people who know better. Mm-hmm. Feel good about yourself. Feel bad about yourself. It's okay to feel bad about yourself, but understand. Push yourself to keep going. Yeah, but push, push yourself to keep going. And I know it's, it sounds terribly cliche, but it works. It works. It works. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Kelsons, for joining us. Please tell the people where they can connect with you and all your wonderful stuff. You can connect with me uh, at my Instagram. I'm still like coming up and stuff like that. <laughs> I haven't really, but I've, I've just been taking June off to kind of like reassess and recuperate and stuff, but. Uh, at bicentennial underscore main m a n e like Gucci main but it's bicentennial main all right and um <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool yo and um what else you can also connect with me via my Twitter which is uh my Twitter handle my professional Twitter handle handle which is at Mr Santos seven eight seven Again, at Mr. Santos 787, we can connect, we can talk about things. And if you're a new teacher, please have the decency, right? Have the courage to reach out and ask questions because there's nothing more beautiful than having a question and having it answered. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And so we'll be more, more than, I'd be more than happy to help. And maybe you can be in some way. So it's just a matter of collaboration and yeah, just man. growing. And that's about it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Everyone, this is Issa's Way. Y'all be blessed.